Just a quick introduction to Pedic Aleph. From a thematic perspective, the themes of the Pedic are mourning and suffering. Throughout the entire Pedic, Yerushalayim is personified as a woman, first as an almana, and then as an unfaithful partner. Of course, her partner is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but she's unfaithful to him, and she sins against him, and much of the punishment is her, is due to her own sins, and she admits that. And the Perek is basically the audience, the people listening or the people reading, watching the agony of Yerushalayim. From a structural perspective, the Perek can be divided in exactly two. There are 22 Pesukim. The first 11 Pesukim are spoken by a third-party narrator. And the second set of Pesukim, the last 11 Pesukim, are actually spoken by Yerushalayim herself. There is also the uh, a sort of running theme in which Yerushalayim is constantly asking God to notice her or to comfort her, and continually there is no one to notice her and no one comforts her. How does she sit alone? The city once thronged with people, she has become like a widow. Rabbati Bagoim. Noble among the nations, princess among the provinces, she has become a forced laborer. The Megillah begins by comparing the city to a widow. A widow is lonely and vulnerable, as the city of Yerushalayim is without her protector, who is a Kadosh Baruch Hu. The loneliness stands in contrast to the history of Yerushalayim being filled with people, probably on the Regalim, and the vulnerability, uh, the current vulnerability, stands in contrast to Yerushalayim historically being a noble among the nations, one with many allies, and in this case, she is now a forced laborer without any allies. Bitterly, she sobs at night with tears on her cheeks. There is no comforter for her from among all who love her. All her friends have betrayed her and have become her enemies. In this pasuk, the loneliness from pasuk Aleph becomes actualized. In this pasuk, the city takes the loneliness and she starts crying. And in response to her cry, there is no one there. No one answers her. No one comforts her. And in fact, anybody who would previously be her ally to comfort her has now betrayed her and become her enemy. We can also see the Ohev in this pasuk not as her allies, but perhaps as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the Ohev of B'nai Israel. He is the lover of B'nai Israel. And in this case, with the Beit HaMikdash destroyed, he is no longer responding to Yerushalayim uh, or B'nai Israel, and he has almost, as we will see later on in, uh, in the Megillah, almost becomes their enemy. Pasuk Gimel. We're now moving on from the metaphor of, uh, of Yehuda or Yerushalayim as the uh, Almana, and we're now going to go through a couple of psukim where the Megillah is going to explain the actual physical situation uh, after the exile in Yehuda. The Mem in uh, Me'oni and Merov Avodah, now she explains it as 
because of, Yehuda was exiled because of misery and servitude. Another way to understand it, the mem over here is the mem is indicating what comes after. So Yehuda was first under the Babylonian, uh, the Babylonian servitude. It was in misery and servitude. That's the Oni and Avodah. And after the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed, it goes into something that's even worse than Oni and Avodah, which is Galut. So Galata Yehuda Me'oni Umerov Avodah, the right translation would be Yehuda was exiled after misery and servitude. He Yasheva Bagoyim Lo She dwells among the nations, finding no resting place. The phrase Lo Manoach uh, very much alludes to the pasuk in the Tochacha and Devarim, where Hagadosh Baruch says, So this is a direct punishment that is already listed in Devarim. Meanwhile, he Yasheva Bagoyim can be seen as a contrast to the Beracha that Bil'am gives Bnei Israel, which is Hen Am Levadad Yishkon. In the Beracha, they are alone, they are uh, secure on their own, and now the situation after the destruction of uh, Yerushalayim is they are dwelling among the nation. All her pursuers have trapped her in narrow straits. Pasuk Dalet, the continuation of the physical situation in Yehuda. Sion's roads are in mourning, they are empty of any of the pilgrims that would usually come for the uh, Mu'adim, for the Regalim. Her gates are desolate, her Kohanim are groaning. Her maidens are grieving, and she, it is bitter for her. Pasuk He. The picture turns, and we are now going to discuss what the enemy looks like. Her foes have become the master, and her enemies rest easy. For Hashem made her suffer for her many transgressions. Her little children have gone away as captives before the enemy. This is the first of many times that we actually see HaKadosh Baruch Hu come in as the enemy of Yerushalayim, that it is Hashem that directly afflicted Yerushalayim and Yehuda specifically for the many sins. There's no hint yet as to what the sins are, but we'll see a little bit of this further in the Pedic. The important thing to remember is that the credit for, or the blame for Yehuda's condition is not given to the enemies, even though they are enjoying themselves. The credit for Yehuda's condition is really up to the one and only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. While it may have been the enemies that destroyed Yehuda and Yerushalayim, it is a punishment that comes directly from Hashem. Before starting Pasuk Vav, uh, I just want to mention in throughout the Megillah we see the terms Bat Tzion, Betulat Bat Tzion. the first time we see it is in Pasuk Vav we're going to translate it as Dear Tzion Bat literally meaning daughter, but over here it doesn't refer, refer to the daughter of Tzion, it means Dear Tzion Pasuk Vav Vayetze mi Bat Tzion kol hadaraha hayu sareha ke'ayalim lo matzeu Gone from dear Tzion is all her splendor, 
Her princes have become like stags that find no pasture, but they go on exhausted before the pursuer. Pasuk Zayn Zachera Yerushalayim yeme'un yah umrudeha kol mahamudeha asher hayu mimekedim Yerushalayim remembered in the days of her misery and her trouble all her treasures of earlier days. The Ibn Ezra comments on Yeme'un Yah Umrudeha that it's like similar to Ki Sheshet Yamim Asa Hashem, meaning there should be a bet before Yeme'un Yah. So it, it means Bime'un Yah Umrudeha, in the days of her misery and her trouble. Bin Fur Ammah Bayad Sar, Ve'en Ozer Laha. When her people fell into the hand of the enemy and there was no one to help her, her enemies saw her and mocked her collapse. Pasuk Het. Again, the sin of Yerushalayim is mentioned, and in the next few Pasukim, we will get a hint of what that sin is. Yerushalayim has sinned grievously and therefore she has been banished. Rashi comments on the nida over here. It is not a nida with dagesh in the Dalit, there is a nida. And it comes from Lashon Na'vanad, and she is banished. As Cain was in the original usage of Na'vanad. All who once respected her now treat her as worthless, for they have seen her nakedness. Indeed, she herself groans and turns away. As you can see in this pasuk, the shame of the exile is turned into a metaphor of the shame of nakedness. And just like as we will see the, uh, the sin of Yerushalayim, uh, is presented as a metaphor of a of an unfaithful wife or an unfaithful partner, and therefore the, the shame of that sin is metaphorized in a similar way. Pasuk Tet Tumatah Beshuleha Lo Zachera Aharitaha Vateret Pelaim En Menahem Laha Her Tumah, her impurity, is in her skirts. She has no regard for her future. She has come down significantly, and there is no comforter for her. Look, Hashem, upon my misery, for the enemy is triumphant. The phrase Tumatah Beshuleha can evoke two different images. The one that Rashi goes with is the image of Tumat Nida that the blood of the nida is on her skirt. Another way of understanding this is that her impurity, the tum'ah, is a result of her immorality, of her unfaithfulness. So whereas Rashi has to stretch a little bit and say that the dam, which is not mentioned at all in the pasuk, the dam of the nida is representative of her sins, and therefore the sins are apparent in her skirt, the latter way of understanding the phrase is that her impurity is in her skirts means that her impurity results from her unfaithfulness to Kadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why the uh, image of her skirt is in the pasuk. As Yirmiya also uses it in uh, in Perek Yud Gimel Pasuk Chavbet in Yirmiya, 
He says, When you ask yourself, why have all these things befallen me? Same exact noun that's used over here of Shulaim. It is because of your great iniquity that your skirts are lifted up, your limbs exposed. So it's a very similar metaphor in Yirmiyah for the sin causing physical shame. Pasuk Yud, Yado Paras Sar Arkol Mahamadeha. The foe spread his hand over all her treasures. Indeed, she has seen the nations enter her Mikdash, concerning whom you have commanded they shall not enter your assembly. You have the metaphor at the beginning of the Pasuk of the enemy molesting a woman, and the Nimshal of that metaphor is the end of the Pasuk, where the enemy comes into the Mikdash, the Mikdash that he is not allowed to enter under any circumstances. He enters the Mikdash forcibly. The narrator now moves to uh, speak about the people of Yerushalayim, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Kol Mevakshim Lechem, all her people are groaning, searching for bread. They gave their treasures for food just to sustain their life. Look, Hashem, and see what a beggar I have become. With this, the first half of the Perek is over. The third party narrator finished what he or she has to say. And... Now Yerushalayim will itself speak for the rest of the Perik, most of the rest of the Perik. Pasuk Yud Bet Lo alechem kol over ederech habitu uru im yesh machov kemachovi asher ola leli asher hora adunai beyom haron apo. May this not happen to you, all you passers-by. Look and see, is there any pain like my pain which befell me, which Hashem made me suffer on the day of His anger? In Pasuk Tet, uh, Yerushalayim was begging Hashem to look upon her. Apparently that call has been ignored. Now Yerushalayim is asking the passerbys to look at her suffering. And she's blaming Hashem, or she's crediting Hashem with her suffering, not the enemy. Pasuk Yud Gimel Mimarom shalach esh ve'asmotai ve'yirdenna Paras reshet leraglai heshivani achor netanani shomema from on high, he sent fire into my bones. Vayirdena, the Ibn Ezra explains, is referring to the Ish, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu controlled the Ish, he brought it down. He spread a net for my feet, he held me back, he made me desolate, all day long languishing. This is the first of three Pesukim in which we see the ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu harmed Yerushalayim. There, the different ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu harms Yerushalayim are counted, and the metaphors are all from the realm of war and conquest. In Pasuk Yud Gimel, the tools of war are fire and the net, which is, a, which is part of a trap. Pasuk Yud Dalid, Niskad on Peshaai, Be'ado Yistaregu. My yoke of transgressions was fashioned, was made, with his hand they were entwined. They mounted upon my neck, it sapped my strength. Hashem gave me into the hands of those I cannot withstand. 
Here again, Hashem is subjugating Yerushalayim. It is sapping her strength. It is putting her under a yoke. And then he is handing her to those she cannot withstand, her enemies. Pasuk Tetvav. He trampled all my warriors, Hashem, in my midst. He called a time to crush my young people. Here, Bat Yehuda, dear Yehuda, is metaphorized into a wine press, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trampling upon the wine press, upon Yehuda. Pasuk Tetzain. For these things I sob. My eyes, my eyes flow with water. For far from me is any comforter who will keep me alive. My children are desolate for the enemy has prevailed. Once again, the complaint of lack of any comfort, of lack of any comforter is repeated in this pasuk. Pasuk Yudzain. This is the one pasuk in the second half of the Pedic that is not narrated by Yerushalayim herself, but is taken over by the third-party narrator. We could think about this as Yerushalayim sobbing or crying so hard that she cannot speak, and so the third-party narrator takes over. Tzion spread out her hands. Again, she has no comforter. Hashem has commanded for Yaakov that those around him are all his enemies. Yerushalayim was a nida among the enemies, and in this case what comes to mind is Vayikra Yudhet Yudtet Ve'elisha benidat tumata lo tikrav You should not come close. Here again Yerushalayim is a nida that nobody is coming close to. The only ones around her are her enemies. Pasuk Yud Het Sadiq Hu Adonai Kifihu Mariti Hashem is in the right, for I have rebelled against his mouth. Shimuna Kulha Amim Urumachovi Betulotai Ubahurai Halechubashevi. Please listen, all you peoples, and see my pain. My Betulot, my maidens and youths have gone into captivity. Here, Yerushalayim declares her guilt. She agrees that she did something wrong. Pihu Mariti. She says Hashem is in the right and she rebelled. But she still wants people to look at her agony. Pasuk Yutet. Karati lamahavai hemmarimuni. I called to my lovers. They deceived me. The metaphor here is for Yehuda's unfaithfulness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now Yerushalayim is calling out to those lovers with whom she was unfaithful, and they deceived her. As they search for food to sustain their life, the Kohanim and the elders die in the city. So whereas in the previous Pasuk, the Betulot and Bahurim, the younger people, Halechu Bashevi, they go into captivity, in this Pasuk, the older people, the Kohanim and the Zekenim, die in the city. Pasuk Chaf. Yerushalayim here expresses her emotions over the atrocities of the previous two Pesukim. Re'e Adonai Kisarli. Look, Hashem, how distressed I am. Me'ai Homarmaru. My bowels are churning. Ne'epach libi bekirbi. My heart is turned over inside me. Kimaro Mariti. 
how bitter I am. And now the atrocities of the previous two Pesukim continue. Mihutz shikela herev babait kamavit. Outside the city, the sword deals death. Inside the city, if the people who are left in the city die through the plague. So no matter what, whether you're outside the city or inside the city, there's no escape from death anywhere near Yerushalayim. Pasuk Chaf Aleph. They heard I was groaning, there is no comforter for me. All my enemies who heard my distress, they rejoiced that you had caused it. Oh, please bring the day that you proclaimed that they will be like me. Yerushalayim, in her speech here, moves from agony in the previous Pesukim to anger. Now she wants HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take revenge on the enemies that are making fun of her and are happy in her distress. Pasuk Chavbet, Tavo lefanecha. Let their evil doing come before you. And do to them what you did to me for all my Pesharim, for all my transgressions. For many are my groans and my heart is languishing. The Perek ends on a note of agony. There is no comfort for Yerushalayim at all. There is no happy ending over here. She's angry at her enemies. She wants HaKadosh Baruch Hu to punish her enemies just like he punished her. But she ends in agony. Many are my groans and my heart is languishing.